My father, he thinks I'm insane. From the writers of Lost and the creators of Once Upon a Time. You claimed you'd traveled to this place, Wonderland. You fell in love with the genie. I'm going to find him. She's not the Alice you thought you knew. I sense that you can take care of yourself. Thursday, the search for her lost love begins. All right, Rabbit, take your home. Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, series premiere Thursday at 8, 7 central, followed by an all-new Grey's Anatomy and Scandal on ABC. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Shark Tank After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show, it's AfterBuzz TV's Shark Tank After Show. <laughs> Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Bing is for doing, and we're in the Shark Tank where it's intense. Season five, mm-hmm. episode three. That's right. I know. I'm your host, Phil Sweet. Joined alongside by. Hi, I'm Christina Zias. Thanks for joining. And for those of you who have been keeping up with our show, you know that Steph C is on the friend movement from Chicago to New York, uh, spreading the message of anti bullying, spreading the message of, um, of peace. Might as well say F is the new friend is the new F word, and you know what? We're saying F you to bullies. I like that. That's part of the movement. Whoa. That's part of the movement. That is a bold movement. So. That's part of the movement. So, uh, for those of you listening, I just gave the middle finger to the camera because it's part he, of the movement. He did. All right, um, let's get into tonight's episode. Um, Wait, can I get off that really quickly? Because speaking of bullying, I feel like that's all they do in the Shark Tank. They okay. bully each other, and then they bully the entrepreneurs that are coming in. You really think that's bullying? I have, I have a strong, I, I have a, a strong hatred for the misuse of the word bully. This okay, there's, there's okay, fine, maybe it's teasing, but I, yes, I think I think here's the thing. Okay, let, let's let's start with number one, right? Because um, wh- who would bully? Who who would you classify as a bully in um, the fairy tale wishes? I mean, I, I think just in general, the bully here is Mr. Wonderful. Okay, I think in I, general, and I think that goes with fairy tale wishes as well. I think well, I, th- I think he plays a persona, yes, but I don't, th- I don't think he's a, per se a bully. I mean, his, you know, he, he's got money online. He likes making money, and you know, he's, I would say, he's intense. Yeah, but I feel like a lot of the sharks give a lot of constructive criticism. And I don't think he gives very many. He so okay, that, that makes him a, that makes him a bad teacher, yes. But that doesn't mean it's not a requirement of the sharks to be teachers, right? But so many times he's like, "Your product sucks," because a lot of the products do suck, and their hobbies. And when you can't, um, okay, so let's start with Debbie, right? Her <laughs> right. sales for basically she's been in business four years. <laughs> right. She's made fifty five hundred. Dollars gross. Okay. Okay. That is. T- that's not a business. No, no. And he calls it a hobby. At best. Okay. See, this really disappointed me because I liked her product, 
And I have been a scaredy cat my entire life. I still am afraid of the dark. And there was a while where I slept with my lights open and my doors locked and checking both my closets and underneath my bed every single night before I went to sleep. So a product like this would have worked on me as a kid. So I was very excited. And then when she came out with that number for sales, I was like, oh my God, this is embarrassing. Her, How could her family not discourage her? Well, here's the thing, right? Coming on. I think, you know, as, as, if you want to call it mean, as mean as P, uh, all the P, it's stuff that she needs to hear, right? She said PR is the key. And Mark said, that's absolutely a red flag for me. Right. It's not PR. You know, it, it, if you're an entrepreneur, you sleep with your numbers. And, it, and if your sales aren't that good, you figure out why. You know, uh, Robert said, okay, call Disney. Why can't you, you got into Bed Bath & Beyond? Call Disney. You need to do these things. Um, and so it's just, it's stuff that she needs to hear in order, you know, right now she's not successful, but she can be. I agree. I think she can be, but she needs to take initiative and she needs a good uh, kick in the ass. I loved actually both um, what Mark said and what Robert said. Robert's exact quote was like, a goal without a, a timeline is it's a just dream. A dream. Yeah. And I think that's really great because at least I know for myself, I have a lot of goals. And sometimes if I don't set timelines, you know, all of a sudden, like, months pass by. And I'm sure that happens for tons of people. So I think that timeline is really, really important. And I think her idea to work with and partner with Disney is great. Because I feel like that could be a bedside item at a Disney hotel on their cruises for kids. Don't you think that's really cute? I agree. So make the call. Right. You know, I mean, uh, just for those, if you haven't seen the movie Jobs with um, with Ashton Kutcher, I mean, in the early, this isn't a spoiler or anything, but in the early part of it, you know, um, all Steve Jobs was doing was just on a phone constantly trying to sell, you know, his product. That's what you got to do. You know, and I understand, here's the thing, I understand she's not a salesperson, so you either need to team up with someone who is, and you know what, unfortunately the sharks aren't. Yes, they're salespeople, but they're not going to be a day-to-day type of person to sell your product. So you need to find one of those, or you need to become that. But then how do you think she got into Bed Bath & Beyond? Well, again, so, you know... That's a huge retailer to get into. I understand, and that's where she needs to gain the confidence of, like, okay, I did this once, so do it again. Again, yeah. Uh, I mean, all in all, she's asking for 35000 for 33%, so, I mean, her valuation's very... You know, it's it's not that high, so... But the cost to make is $2.15. Very high. I thought it was even more than that. Oh, what, what, what is, For some reason, I wrote down $2.66. Oh, it could be that. It's even worse. I might have misheard it. Uh, I might have as well. And then she's selling them from $9.99 to $12.99. And I wonder if it's more expensive for the monsters or, I don't know, the hopeful wishing dreams. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's just one of those... I think it is a dream. You know, I, I think it's something, you know, a lot of these types of products, it's here's what helped my son, you know, and wouldn't it be nice if it helped other people? Right. But people don't have the strategy to get it out there. And that's... What do you people... think of Lori's idea to make them all into small little bottles and sell them in a five-pack? As opposed to Barbara's idea, where it's like get rid of everything and just have one bottle that you sell. I like Lori's take on it. Yeah, you know, I think I, I I think uh, different. You know, I think kids love different flavors or whatever you want to call it. Um, 
so I like the multi-pack idea better. Okay. Um, I don't know if Barbara's so hip with kids. <laughs> I don't think so either. Although, yeah, probably not. You know, and, and, and it's unfortunate. I mean, all the, basically all the sharks pulled out, um, mainly because this was more of a Lori product. You know, I feel like, I mean, you know, what's Mark really going to do with this? Nothing. Um, Robert, kind of, you know, Kevin, Mr. Wonderful, definitely nah. not. Um, so, I, I, you know, and it's unfortunate that Lori didn't kind of go with it, but I don't know. I think, I think she has, Debbie has things to work with and um, she just needs to apply those things. And if she does, she can be very successful. And then hopefully reach out to Lori again, because I feel like this would be a perfect item for QVC. Yeah. Especially around the holiday time. Like, that is the ultimate stocking stuffer, I you think. You know what? I'm surprised, you know, okay, so if I was out there and I didn't, um, and if I was in her shoes and I didn't get an offer, mm-hmm. I would try to just make an offer, hey, if I go back and do these things and make more sales and make this successful, could I have Your one phone. phone call to one of you? Yeah, that. Who's willing to do that? I like that. You know, so it's, it's, it's just, I don't know, I, I think that could, that could have been great, and I think uh, more people should kind of utilize that as a counteroffer. Definitely. Which I think Debbie could have. To Lori, you know. Um, so anyway, that's Debbie. She didn't get anything out of it, but I do think she could still be successful um, if she just applies the techniques. Because she was not bullied. <laughs> okay, she was told okay. That, no, Deborah Debbie even Glickman sa- was not bullied. Deborah said, you know, you, your best kind of barometer is sales. Your sales, she didn't say suck, but her sales suck. And by the way, when I was talking about bullying in the beginning, I was talking about more about how the sharks gang up on each other. Okay, well, I don't think they really care. I mean, they have such right. high egos. that it, <laughs> I know, I know. They can handle it, but still. It's called ball busting. Yeah. Not fine. bullying. There's Everyone, a huge difference. my bullying term. There's a, that's a huge difference, though. Um, also, speaking of fairy tales, before we move on to the next product, I want to tell you guys, uh, for those of you, uh, obviously you guys watch ABC, but there's a new ABC show coming out, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, oh, this yeah, Thursday that. at 8 p.m. Um, so it's, it's a very exciting show for those of, if you guys watch Once Upon a Time, um, this is by the same writers um, who also created Lost, obviously. Mm-hmm. So check it out. It's going to be amazing. Um, I know a lot of our AfterBuzz hosts are looking forward to it. Um, we actually had uh, the screener for the first episode. Um, it's about Alice in Wonderland with a mix of uh, Aladdin in there um, with Jafar. Really? Like it's, it's crazy. I can't, that I, sounds pretty trippy. It, it's pretty trippy. I mean, what what I love is that they've, you know, because they have the whole Disney pool, the, the fact that they can go to any fairy tale they want and, right. and create this world. Um, you know, and as the name implies, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, you know, it's about Alice in Wonderland and, and all these different things sprinkled in. Um, fantastic actors, fantastic writers. Um, obviously, Once Upon a Time has been a hit show. So this show... I promise you, you guys will like it. Just check it out this Thursday, 8 p.m. on ABC. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. And check out the after show on After Buzz TV as well. <laughs> we'll be doing that. Um, a few of our Once Upon a Time hosts will be doing the Once Upon a Time in Wonderland after show as well. So check it out. Yeah, that'll be this really cool. Thursday. 8 p.m. 8 p.m. 8 p.m. ABC. Um, all right, next product The Freeloader. Yes. Um, I don't have kids. You don't? Would you put your dog in the freeloader? 
<sighs> my dog wouldn't go in the field. <laughs> uh, but I, I like overall. You know, when I saw this idea, I, I liked the the idea. Um, my only thing with it, it, it doesn't have a practical. Here's the thing: it, it's not a backpack too. If it was a backpack and carried kids, money, because it serves two purposes, right? You know, as opposed to just okay, because you know the whole notion is that we, if I go on a family outing and we're seeing Paris and things like that, um, you know, and my kid gets tired, I have to carry the kid. Well, guess what? I'm probably gonna have to carry some other stuff, and I don't want you know. Maybe as a dad, you carry around fanny packs, but I certainly don't want to carry around a fanny pack to carry stuff. So I'd want a backpack, you know? I'd carry around a backpack, and if, and if I could put the kid on the backpack, then we're golden. So that was my issue with the freeloader. Right, but I guess the point is, if you're already carrying a backpack, then you're still carrying your kid in your arm anyway. So I, I guess you're right. But what do you swap out the, problem. what do you swap out the backpack for the kid? Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I don't like this. You don't like it. I would never be caught dead with this. What about what about your boyfriend? I have no kids. I would never allow my boyfriend to Why do not? This. Well, I don't know. We don't have kids, obviously. So this, I mean, maybe it's a whole different ball game. But to me, it's kind of like the kid on the leash. And obviously, it's quite different because they're, you know, you're just trying to keep your kid intact. And by all means, I do not agree with putting a kid on a leash. But to me, this is like if I was strolling through Paris, I would not take out this freeloader backpack and put it on. It's like not chic at all. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's not chic at okay, all. Okay, so they're asking for 200K for 15% of the, okay. of the company, right? Um, you know, and this is you, you, the, the way they've been selling this, as Lori points out, the umbrella syndrome. If it's raining, and you have, you have you are selling umbrellas, then you will sell a shit ton of umbrellas. Right. Why? Because everyone needs an umbrella. Like in Disneyland, this might be great. Yeah. Well, that that's actually a good point. You could sell these in those various markets, mm-hmm. um, which would be great. But I think I don't know. For me, you, you know, uh, Mark's big thing was that it, it could be too heavy. You need to test it, test it, test it. And I think part, for me, part of test, it, 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 you know, you're talking about the look of it, right? I, you know, them being firefighters, I don't think they have a fashion sense. Right, you know, they're not caring about it. They're trying to solve the problem of carrying the, your kid in your hands and making yeah. it easier for you. Yeah. So I think I think if they did team up with some sort of fashion designer and made it like a full-on backpack that could carry stuff, and then, you know, if you need to carry your kid, it just kind of, you know, you just put it down your kid goes on it, then we're golden. But Mark was also talking about the safety issue of his kid being able to um, undo the straps and unbuckle himself, so to speak. And I get that, but is Mark... Here's the thing, is Mark kind of um, suing his child seats? Like, I mean, if your kid can get out of the thing, that's just on your kid. You know, that's not... It'd be like me, unbu- it'd be like me unbuckling your a seatbelt seat yeah. in a car... That's obviously not the intended use, and I, you know, I accept that responsibility. You know what bothered me a lot about this is that Robert was the only one who got up to try it. And I feel like for how many times Lori said it looked heavy, that can a woman do it? Can, a wi- can your wife do it? She should have gone up and tried the product herself. Yeah, that's true. I don't, I don't understand why she didn't. And I feel like a lot of times... I think in this situation, you want to sell it to every single family. It shouldn't be for the family who's traveling. I mean, they said so many times, go to Europe. You know what I mean? 
it shouldn't be for that family. It should be for outings. Like, let's say you're going camping and your kids can't come or you're going to Costco. Costco. <laughs> I don't know. Costco. Well, Costco's huge. Kids get tired. They want all those samples and they're full and tired, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, to, to the point about Lori not trying it, I think... Um, I think it's also one of those situations where those guys should have been smart enough to say, hey, you know what? Try it out. Just come up. Yeah, give give it a try. It. Yeah, you're you right. Know? And, and, and if it's too heavy, you know, we'll certainly, you know, take that into consideration and we're sorry. But just, just give it a try. You know, because right now they are saying it's not heavy. She's saying it's – but, you know, always need to kind of sample. It was only five and a half pounds. Which isn't heavy at all. No. But I'll know I'll carry my niece sometimes and – She's probably, like, 30 pounds. She's only two years old. I don't even know if 30 pounds is right, but she's small. And, oh, my God, is she heavy. Like, your arm gets tired so, so quickly. So I could assume that so many people are suffering from this issue and could really use a product like this. But aren't isn't there something like this on the market? I don't know. Is there? I don't know. Maybe it's the thing that straps in front of you. Don't you see parents walking around with, like, a child in their chest? That's more for babies. Okay. So this is more for, like, a toddler or a little kid. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, there's also the doggy ones. There's a doggy one like that? Yeah, I I carry around a lot of dogs in my pouch. Okay. It's fun, actually. (laughs) Check that out. kangaroo. So, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, but I'm glad, I'm glad Robert went in on this, you know, and he, you know, he was tough on them, saying it is going to be a journey. But I'm, if you guys are willing, I'm willing to do it with you guys. Right. He, 200000 for 33%. Yep. Which I like, too, wanted to be an equal partner. Yeah. And I love how it was Robert, because we were saying from the very first episode, Robert is the family man. He is. So, obviously, it stands true. Yeah. So, you know, um, I have a lot of faith in them. I think, you know, I, I think a lot of these guys, one of the great things about Shark Tank is that, you know, for better or worse, it's, it is a learning experience. And they may not, not everyone may provide the lessons directly for you, but if you're willing to listen and willing to take something out of it, you will learn a lot. Definitely. Even if Mr. Wonderful is being the biggest a-hole in the world, you can still learn a lesson from it if your mind is open. Absolutely. Um, so congrats to them, you know, and I, I, you know, I, I like these sort of products that can ultimately help people. I kind of like the name of it too, to be honest. Freeloader? Yeah, because it's just funny. I feel like any parent who has this problem with their kid is going to look at it and like chuckle. Yeah. I think they're, I think they're going to tell their kids like, hey, you (laughs) freeloader. You know, so. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Number three, cooking camp. Or carp. Why did to they be not different. use C's? I don't know. Is it like a hip thing? Is it, they're I from LA. Like, like what? I don't they know. They need to stop watching the Kardashians and go back to C's. And first of all, get a new font because what Mr. Wonderful was saying is absolutely true. It did look like cooking carp. I agree. I agree. Um, and for those of you who might have not watched us, and it's the cap for to use. For while you're cooking, so your hair doesn't smell, and it comes out looking as bouncy and beautiful as when you first did it. Here's the thing. Okay. Um, you the, want this product. Of course. Okay. And um, they've made a 1,000 sales about in a year. Um, 17.29. Almost two. Okay. So almost two. They sell it for 9.99 to 12.99. Mm-hmm. Um, they're asking for 50,000 for 20%. Um, now... 
my biggest thing is I think they actually could have gotten something. People, they, they, the Sharks liked them. However, it was attention to detail that crushed them, I feel. The costume flammable. Yes. Which was on the label. You know what I mean? I, and I get it. I, it. It's so easy to say, but it's not flammable. And it may not be. It may, may, may in fact be true that it, it's not flammable. But come on. Right. Atten- it just shows poor attention to detail. I'm sorry, but no part of this to me was cute. Like, I can't imagine having inviting some friends over for a dinner party and being in the kitchen with this cooking cap on. I feel like my friends would be like, get that off right now. What is that? Here's the, it, it, here's the thing. I think uh, selling it to the consumer market is not the smart idea. I think um, <clears throat> a very niche market, but like for chefs, you know what I mean? And, and, and restaurants and things like that. And you, you, you sell it to those people directly. Although I don't know what the market for that is, but you'd have to figure that out. I don't you know what it is too. I come from a very Greek home where food is kind of the center of our family and our life. You know, we I really appreciate it. And I think part of me loved leaving the house smelling like like my mom's delicious cooking. Yeah, well, so, there's a difference between smelling like fish and smelling like baklava. Yeah, but whatever. I don't mind smelling like the food. But the baklava, yeah, but what I'm saying is, you want to like smell Suvlaki like Baki and tzatziki. You do not want to smell like tzatziki, filled with garlic and dill. Uh, uh-uh, uh, not cute. But I don't know. I, this is just not a product for me. I'm not interested in it at all. And Stephen, I, mean, I thought they were charming. Let's go I guess to Stephen. Stephen, okay. Um, do you have any idea? Like, if if, if uh, the chefs at Chili's got basically cooking hats, would there be a need for cool? Slash better cooking hats at Chili's where you work. Or, uh, or a restaurant. Like what's, what's the premise behind what you're asking though? Is it like it keeps they're sweaty and stuff? Like what does the hat do? Okay, it's it's more breathable. It's so your hair doesn't smell. Your hair doesn't smell. <laughs> it's more breathable, um, and it keeps and it food looks, out of your hair and hair out of your food. Yeah, that's what they said. And apparently, it's chic and comfortable. Yeah, and that that would actually have a market. Honestly. Um, People but like, not to the consumer, right? No, not to the consumer. It would be it would be a corporate market. It would be the the restaurants would invest in buying these cooking hats because the chefs themselves don't buy their hats. The restaurant provides it, and for cooks that work eight to twelve, thirteen hour shifts, that would definitely be something that would make them a little bit happier. And anything that makes your sous chef or makes your head chef a little bit less pissed off throughout the shift is a good thing. Trust me. What are they wearing right now? They they wear um it's usually made of the same kind of material as your napkins are like a very thick cloth or they just use paper or they just use hair nets if it's not as high okay. if it's not as high high dining but a fancy place would usually use a paper hat or a very thick cloth hat that I mean you don't want to have that thing on for more than three hours so, usually you know I mean the the problem there is you have to customize it now. Right. I mean, it basically changes the whole business model. A hundred. This is not what they were going for. They wanted it. <laughs> I'm just telling them how to make it successful. Home. I know, but I'm sorry, but the design too. I mean, how many times did they say you look like an 80 year old grandma? Uh, it's true. Okay, this is what it is. Phil thinks the girls were cute, which is I why. Do, which hey, is why everyone really thought the to- girls were cute. <laughs> you can't listen as a businessman, Phil. You can't let this. 
And what did I say? I said they need to remodel it. They need to. I know. I told them to restructure the whole business just now. This is called busting your balls, not bullying. This is what? (laughs) Busting your balls. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, they got no one to bite. None of the sharks bit. Didn't get a deal. And honestly, it looked, it was kind of expensive for them to make. It was almost $4, too. Yeah. So there's <laughs> there's a lot of problems here. I think it's it's again it's one of those things where you, again they thought of it while making food in the kitchen, right? And you know it's it's not really going to go far again. Yeah, just just a lot of problems. <laughs> just a lot of problems. That's all I can say about that. I don't know. I mean, I what are you going to say? I'm not into it. Um, all in all, the, the you know the, this episode of Shark Tank. I wasn't thrilled with the ideas. There was nothing revolutionary, and, you know, we could get the ramen noodles guy. Right. Uh, rapid ramen cooker. By Chris Johnson. Um, here's the thing, and I know you're going to disagree with me. Let's he, hear it. <laughs> he felt like a hustler. I'm and okay with that. Why? What, what's your definition of hustler? Okay, there's there's the good hustler who's like, you know, um, here's the thing. I hate, especially in L.A., this, so this is probably more like the, the byproduct of L.A. culture, but basically like, yo, man, I'm in the hustle. I'm taking, you know, I'm going out and meeting. No, you're just at bars every night, and you're, quote, meeting people, you know? And, and everyone wants, you know, some sort of deal, but like, okay, when you get it, you're not willing to work. I feel like... This guy, with all of his different, you know, just starting off the fact that he's basically, since the age of 60, like, you know, I used to throw dance parties and stuff like that. No, you used to sell alcohol and, and have a party venue that you'd charge people $5 for. That's not revolutionary. That's not, entre- you know, yeah, okay, that's entrepreneurship at a very, very scumbag level to me. Listen, you don't know what. And that's in- a hustler. You don't know what environment I did he that. was in. I, w- I did that. Okay, but at the same time, he was being a businessman in his situation, in his environment. If you want to call it a hustler, but he was at least using his brain to make the most out of the situation that he was in. Okay, then he has another business, and now it's not going so hot either. He has, he did have a few, like three or four, I think he said. And Mark's, Mark's point was, and I think it's very fair, like, okay, you've kind of given up on a lot of your businesses, it seems like. Like it's one thing to to go from one successful business and start up another and start up another and have these all be successful, but it doesn't seem like you, you know you, you go. There's no, um, you're 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 unwilling to to keep at it. Okay, but there's two sides to that. One, he was 16 when he started throwing those dance parties. Okay, so I'm not talking gla- about that so, business. I'm okay. not talking about that business. That business should end. Okay, that it's, business, a fu- it's a fucking liability. That business is you can't over. Be, you're gonna be selling to. Underage kids alcohol. That is a liability. So good. Good okay. riddance. And that's also assumptions that you're making. We don't know if this happened. He he used to throw dance parties. And when I, I okay, was watching I'm done it. with the dance parties. Okay, I'm done fine, with the dance fine. parties. I'll, We're talking the about the parties. other ones. How many times do entrepreneurs come into the Shark Tank? And do you see that they should have given up on this business a while ago? And how many times did they tell them, this is a hobby, it's have fun doing it, but this isn't a business. Move on. Man metals. So maybe that's what this guy was doing. Exactly. Man, Man metals. Yes. So maybe that's what he was doing. He- but he didn't state that. He didn't articulate that. And you know what? His businesses are still intact today. So crush it. Just like you did with dance parties. But maybe he's great at starting something and then having someone else manage his businesses. Yeah, but he needs to make money. 
But maybe he is making money. No, he's not, because he said he's not making, you know, it went south. One of them. One of them. I forgot what the second one was. He's a hustler. I liked him. He's a failed, they're they're successful entrepreneurs, and then there's failed, if I had a dollar for every time I heard I'm an entrepreneur, or like, I'm I'm this, I'm motivated, you know, get get that. Or in LA, I'm a producer. Yeah, like, come on. (laughs) Come on. Okay, well, he's asking for $300,000 for 10%. Insane. Okay, no, what's even more insane is the $95 billion ramen sales worldwide each year. That's ridiculous. First of all, they're so cheap. Good for ramen. That's unbelievable. Good for ramen. I believe it. So that's a huge market. It is a huge market. And I like his product. I personally never once had ramen while I was in college. I thought it was gross. I wasn't interested in it. I'm a pizza girl. Um, But. So you have your vices too. If I did like ramen, I feel like my mom would be all over this. If this was like in Target and Bed Bath & Beyond in July, August, when all the college school stuff are out, my mom would be like, oh my goodness, you need this for your dorm room. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, here's the thing, right? And I'm not, I'm being harsh today in particular. Again, I love this show, so I'm not being harsh on the show. I'm being harsh on the product. (laughs) So, A, fans, if you guys write in, don't be like, oh, Phil's an asshole. (laughs) I get it. I get it. But, Barbara said it best. Like, okay, I was expecting these noodles to be good. Better than as if I had made it on a stove. You know what I mean? Barbara loved the noodles. No, she she said they weren't that good. No, she loved them. No, that's why she got out. No. No, Barbara was so impressed with the noodles. What show? Steven, get me Mackenzie. Get Mackenzie to watch the last... Mackenzie's our intern here. Get Mackenzie to watch the last part of this. And what did Barbara say? Because no, she hates... If you guys are watching this, please live tweet us right now at Mizzias or at AfterBuzz TV and let us know. Yes. No, I'm pretty positive because she... Pretty positive or positive? I'm positive that Barbara loved these ramen noodles because she said how many times she likes to take the three-minute shortcut and they never come out the same, and that these ramen noodles from his rapid ramen Ramen cooker cooker came out exactly like they would have if they were on a stovetop. But did she buy in? She she wasn't... Then she she must not have loved them enough. No, because... No, I am positive. It's because she said this is a one-time sale, and that's why she was out. Yes, don't worry about it, Mackenzie. That's what happened. Okay. Uh, she loved them. All right, you might be right. Yeah. But she was out. She was out, right. Nonetheless. Um, Lori, I don't even... Didn't even the, say can much. we sell ramen in this? Why don't we just sell ramen in this and make that deal? Yeah, I Go thought about that, too. That would have been fun if they came with one ramen in it, at least when you're purchasing it. Yeah, that was Rob's whole thing initially. Because it's... You know what I mean? It, it's, it's what most things are taking place in that right um even with the iphones how many times or any self smartphone now how many times are people going to really buy a new smartphone so it's it's like a microwave okay are you, you kidding get, me people buy new smartphones as soon as they come out yeah but the trend's gonna it's gonna die down it will no it will it's been no. going on for quite some time i understand that but if look he at, had 95 billion dollars okay but look at tech tech market research and things like that they're saying okay how many how many times have you purchased a new microwave 
Eventually, it's going to become that kind of model where, like, okay, you're not going to really need a new one. Right, but this is five ninety nine. <laughs> so if you lose it or you forget it at your friend's lose dorm. Lose or forget it? What the? Um, excuse me. If you're drunk and you're making ramen noodles in your college dorm and you bring it to your friend's dorm, you're going to forget it there and then just go out and buy a new rapid ramen cooker. I think this is what, new, I think this is what ramen should just come in. I think that's that's okay. that should be the goal. This might be a silly question, but obviously I haven't. There's eaten. no silly questions, only silly people. Okay, well I could be a little silly sometimes. I obviously have not eaten much ramen in my life. Yes. Um, ramen noodles. Is there only one brand of ramen noodles? No, I mean, they're, they're, well, there's you know, it, it, it's the little pouches, right? Right. So there's chicken, there's shrimp, there's blah blah blah. But is and then what's the, the company? Ramen. Ramen's the company. Ramen. So if I go to a restaurant, I mean, that could I, be a master. You know, you know how Sprite is sold by Coke. Yeah, I don't. Uh, it could be one of those. I don't. Okay. I haven't checked that deeply into it. Just because you can go to a restaurant and order ramen noodles as well, and obviously those aren't coming from the little packet, but they're still called ramen noodles. So I need to know who's manufacturing all of these ramen noodles. A guy named Ramen. Okay, he's doing quite well. Here's the thing. I mean. I don't know. You know what? I'd be I'd be interested to know from you fans, so feel free to comment about this. Here's how I make ramen, and there's a point to this. I make ramen where I break it up, right, because I don't want the long noodle. I want just little pieces. And for me, you know, I also, I also get the, um, you know, the frozen vegetables? Yes. I also add that in so I get some real vegetables Fancy. in there. Fancy. Now I'm making Fancy. gourmet ramen. All right. And I make it on a stovetop. But now but, you but don't I think, need to because you could just do it in your rapid ramen How cooker. would I? Well, yes, I, I guess I could. But the point is everyone has, you know, everyone eats ramen, but there's almost like their their own tradition of how to make ramen. You know, and, and something like, oh, this is how you make ramen good. I feel that there's a culture of that. And I don't, I don't. I think this just negates, and I don't. I don't know. I, See, I, I, I think that adds to the culture, because if everyone's so passionate about how they make their own special ramen noodles, now they have this easier way to make it. Okay. Well, it's certainly not patentable. <laughs> it's patent pending. Yeah. It's Phil Street Tech is patent pending. All right. I don't know. I think. I think it's. A, I think it, it works. Is it valued at three million? No. I forgot to write all. I don't have. He, oh, okay. it's 2,500 stores it's in already. Yes. That's huge. And he's done over 164,000 in the last three months. If we want to talk numbers, he's doing a great job. And he's a hustler. He got yeah. himself into every single one of those stores. I think. That's impressive. It is impressive. I don't know. I, 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 I personally am not the biggest fan of the product, so I'm, I'm being a little more harsh than I should be. But. Uh, I liked, um, you know, uh, so obviously Kevin and Rob bit, mm-hmm. but then, uh, you know, it was, it was slightly unfair what he did. He, in, you know, he threw it back at Kevin, like, you basically want to strangle me around the neck. I understand the deal. And then he went and consulted. Um, uh, don't do that. Just word of advice, you know, even if the deal's unfair, just don't take the deal, but don't be a. Yeah, but at the same time, it worked. Here's, I think it worked because he got lucky with Mark. No, but he it also him and Robert ended up um, making. But that a deal wasn't because of him. That was because of Robert. 
and right, him, but it so got Kevin to thinking, okay, maybe this is a little too much. Maybe no, I should change I, my deal. No, I think I think he just wanted to. No, Kevin called and told me that's what he was thinking. Yeah, yeah, that's what Kevin said. <laughs> I think sometimes the entrepreneurs need to play a little hardball too. And I mean, maybe he could have been like, with all due respect, Mister Wonderful, but you know, it feels like you're strangling me right now. Let me take a second to think about this outside. Yeah. You know, because this is like the doctors a few weeks ago, and then and they gave uh, they Mr. Were... Wonderful had no heart. Yeah. So that diagnosis. So I get what you're saying. Um, but but at least that was funny. I, I, I see. Mean, I didn't think that was funny. I appreciate. I just, well, those guys. I just didn't like at all. <laughs> so this I could at least appreciate that he told him straight up, "This is a terrible deal. You're strangling me for my cash." Okay, so renegotiate. Right, which was what he did. No, he didn't initiate it. Or at least he was going outside to make a phone call. And then they said, well, they say something like, um, when they leave, when you leave the water we, stirs or something yeah. like that, which I like. Sometimes that really helps. Yeah. So I like that he came back to a different deal, which is, let's see, 25% equity, 75 royalty starting off until it's paid off, and... 25. 25 cents after that. Correct. And then all of a sudden, oh, so this is what bothered me about that. He said no to that. But he didn't counter and say, what if we lowered the equity? What if we did it at 15%? He just said no. And then that's when Mark came in. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, uh, ultimately... It's interesting with the loan because Mark, you know, has explicitly said, like, you shouldn't really take loans because mm-hmm. the risk is that. Because here's, here's, the, here's the risk, as Mark explains it. When starting a new business, you never know how it's going to turn out. But if you take out a loan, you know you got to pay off the loan. Right. With um, with uh, with Rob and Kevin, at least, you don't necessarily have to pay off the loan in that sense. You know what I mean? It's still... Right, but if this business, as Mark said, does as well as he's projecting it to do, then he is going to be paying a lot of money in the long run. I don't know why he just didn't take 150. For like 5%. Here's how how you could have counter-offered it, right? Let's hear it. We do this deal. And in a year, year and a half, we can renegotiate the royalty and the equity. Yeah, that could have been good. You know? So it's basically a two-year term or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Something something along those lines. So then, you know, if because that was their biggest concern is that in two years, this business is going to be dead. But if in two years, this business is booming, then you know what? Let's talk again. Let's restructure the deal according to new data. But they still wanted twenty five percent. Okay, so they have twenty five percent, you know, and so so make it contingent upon okay, you know, after those after you know, if 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 let's say we breach two million in sales, then you know what? Lose the royalty and your equity goes up to thirty percent. I wonder how many times after they make these deals do they go back in and renegotiate again? Well, uh the the sharks you know, one of the biggest things that the sharks 
obviously the you know the goal if I'm going into the Shark Tank is to sell my idea. Right. So you know that also opens up the notion that I'll say and do whatever I can to make this good for the sharks. So the sharks have, as any business would, they have the chance to kind of look over the business and look over the books and really see, okay, is this legit? Okay. You know, are they are they truthful? You know, and if they are, you know, then great. But if not, then they can still pull out. Okay. Because he's like, I had five million dollars of ramen noodle sales or. What is it? Rapid ramen cooker sales. Then they could just call his bluff and say I'm out. Yeah. Okay. Got it. That makes you know. sense. So you always, you know, they always have that option okay. to not go through with it. Um. So he went with Mark. I, I think ultimately he just wanted to work with Mark. To be honest. And we say this all the time. I feel like this happens very often. And this is good. You want every to other episode? They love. Everyone just loves Mark. Is it well? I think people. I think there's certain people. You know. I mean, here's the thing. There's a lot. You can't just say that because I think a lot of people want to work with Rob. Rob's a nice guy to work with. See, I think most people go in there thinking they've succeeded. At least this is the feeling I get. If at least Mark wanted in. Mm-hmm. I feel like everyone's always waiting for Mark. Mark, do you have anything to say? Mark, do you have an offer? And maybe that's because he likes to hold back a lot, too, you know, and waits to hear what the other sharks have to offer before he really speaks. Yeah. And obviously, he's the most well-known, so people are going to naturally be more interested in him. But, I, you know, for me, I think, you know, and again, I think, A, you know, you'd be stupid to think um, it's, it's partly dependent on your product. Totally. Um, which we didn't talk about this, but the fact that Kevin's been in the baby business— and understands that, okay, you know, it's hard to market. You know, they spent hundreds of millions of dollars. Marketing. Marketing to, to mothers. Moms, right. And never worked out. I think that's a valuable lesson. Definitely. You know? um, so I, th- I think each of the sharks has something to bring. And, you know, you'd be lucky to get any one of them. Absolutely. And I think a lot of times, too, um, people really need help managing their businesses. They, it's not that just the investment that they're looking for. Yeah. So I think with that said too, that really depends on what shark could help you the most as well. Um, speaking of a success story, um, Echo Valley meats. Yeah, I remember this guy because I remember wanting to try his meat. I should maybe order some. <laughs> Shut up! You guys oh, are Steven. ridiculous. Oh, Stephen, laughing. Um. Anyway, I did want to try it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but he didn't get a deal, right? He did not get a deal because I remember what happened was they thought he wasn't prepared because they did not. He did not have an answer to how much it cost him for every customer. Yes, and guess what? Kevin was right to point point that out, and now he's making ten ten million. Yes, and you know what? I love that the fact that. This guy took what he learned, he paid attention, mm-hmm. and now has made his business successful without the sharks. Right. You know, and that I love hearing when that happens. I love hearing success stories of the sharks getting together with the entrepreneurs, but I also love these types of stories, and I think they do too, ultimately. Right, absolutely. And I think this is really a huge um, test to his product because I, I'm sure, obviously, people saw this episode and were like, let me order this guy's meat. <laughs> 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 this is absurd. 
Yes, I understand. Okay, and then they obviously enjoyed what he had to offer. So they went back and ordered his package over and over again. There you go. Okay. Now you're just trying to make it sexual. I, well, I know. Now, now I'm messing around. But it's in um, Sam's Costco. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. So good job for him. And he said his website has almost 2 million hits. That's great. I, you know, uh, I really applaud this guy. Yes. So um, I'm glad I'm glad to see that these types of businesses are succeeding. And that, again, I think uh, fairy tale wishes could do that. Um, Cook and Cap could do that. That is not going to happen. We'll find out. <laughs> All right, let's get into predictions for next week. And now you're after Buzz TV. What do we predict? There's uh, I, I, I there. <laughs> okay, um, my favorite's gonna. Uh, I, I think this is how they edited it, but so we'll see if it, it reigns true. But um, I love the little girls and Mark's like the, the little girls saying, you know, we have a lot of competitors, but no one like us. And Mark's like, you tell them, honey. Oh, I don't remember seeing that. See, my issue is I watch this on demand, so I don't get to see oh. the previews. Oh, is Barbara in it next week? Who is in it? Mark's in it. Robert's in it. Lori's in it. Damon's in it. Okay. Yeah, so no Barbara. See, what I would like to see is Barbara make a deal. Yeah, when was the last time Barbara made a deal? She doesn't make very many deals. So that's what I'm looking forward to seeing this season. Is her making a deal? Yeah. So wait, tell me about these little girls. I don't know what their product is or whatever, but, um, you know, they're with their dad and they're just getting crushed. Um. Yeah. So I'm. Um, you, you know. Um. There's a lot of good sound bites, as there always are. Right. How we'll go down, we'll see. I mean, they teased us. Um. For this episode, they teased us with the three million dollar remark from Mark. Um. And obviously, the context of which was, you know, it was what it was. Like you wouldn't take three million dollars. Yeah. 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 No, I wouldn't. And it's funny how the guy came back after that and made a deal with Mark. Because he was totally not interested at that point. So. Yeah. Anything's possible in the Shark Tank. I want to try this ramen. Ramen. Get me get next. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna force feed you ramen. Okay. Out of this fine. rapid ramen cooker. It's gonna be delicious. Will you put the frozen vegetables in there as well? If this thing can handle it. All right. Uh, <laughs> so I think that's about it for our time this week. Where can our fans follow you? You can follow me at. On Twitter, Instagram, at Miss Zias. It's M-I-S-S-Z-I-A-S. And, of course, follow us here at AfterBuzz TV. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. Rate and comment. Let us know what you guys are thinking, what products are fun. Um, you know, there's a whole culture just for Shark Tank, and we love discussing it. We love being part of the community. We love being a voice for the community, but we are not the only voice, so we want to know your voice. Uh, so do that. Let us know. And uh, tune in next week. It's going to be a fun, fun show, I'm sure. I'm excited. See you next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 